everybody. Welcome to Superman and Lois TV Talk. This is our episode for the Superman and Lois episode, The Best of Smallville. I'm Derek. I'm Frank. And I'm Robin. And with us this week is a friend of the sh- longtime friend of the show, super friend of the show, you might say, Mr. Craig Byrne <laughs> of Krypton Site and K-Site TV. How are you, Craig? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on this week. Thanks for being on. Yeah, we, we haven't done a podcast together in a while. It's been We've a minute, talked, but probably since Krypton was on the air. Krypton, R- R- Krypton, R.I.P. R.I.P. Krypton. Uh-huh. Um. So we, we, this is the best of Smallville. So clearly, we're talking about insurgents <laughs> this week. Uh, all our favorite. Hey, we're talking episodes. about fortune, <laughs> not justice. We're, we're not talking about justice. Who, we're talking about ageless. <laughs> oh. Doing noir? Yeah. Are we doing noir? What was the what was the Jimmy Spy a uh, sleeper? Are we doing sleeper? Sleeper. Yeah. No, we're doing none of those. I I Spell. forgot to bring Spell. I got a mason jar specifically to drop a quarter in every time we made a reference and I left it. Mm. I didn't bring it with me. Shoot. Oh well. Next time after the hands, which is in mm. 2 months, by the way. I I I am outraged. What what does the CW think they're putting in the place of Superman and Lois? What is taking that slot on the calendar? That I other, demand to know. That other podcast you do. Who? Oh, it's oh. a great show. You should definitely watch and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I hear. Uh, I hear they're coming back for a final season. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> coming Tuesdays at nine on the CW. <laughs> Frank doesn't get a break. Robin and I will see you guys in a couple Ooh. months. Oh, yeah. I will see you over at SuperGirlTVTalk.com. Hey, it's almost over. I don't mean that negatively. I just mean like yeah, I'm like what? You're, you're no, really, I just mean like after six, you know, six years, it's it's coming to an end. I know. For you. No, that's it's bittersweet. Bitter. You know, that's it's bittersweet. No, two hundred and eighteen episodes. It's no, yeah, no, episodes. no, no. It's not. It, it but uh, but yeah, it's bittersweet for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, uh, yeah. but yeah, this this week we're talking about the again the last episode for a few weeks, uh, episode one hundred five, the best of Smallville. Robin has um, 87 pages worth of notes, so... <laughs> yes, yes. We sure. always have a lot to talk about on the podcast, and uh, first and foremost, we should get into uh, a, actually a kind of a serious uh, bit of news. Uh, we found out last night, uh, the folks from Superman and Lois started putting out the word that uh, their first aid attendant, uh, Tara McAteer, McAteer? Uh, was apparently riding her bicycle to set when she got involved in a hit and run accident. Like, uh, uh, hopefully they caught whoever this person is. But meanwhile, poor Tara is in the hospital. She apparently is not going to be able to walk until like even July or at least attempt to walk. So, uh, yeah, they're putting together a uh, fundraiser to raise money for a motorized scooter. Um, to to help her out because you know uh i'm sure you know here we are about to hit this uh huge hiatus because of uh the coronavirus uh and i'm sure tara was right in the midst of it helping out the the cast and crew so uh we definitely should uh you know rally our forces to help tara out and and get her a, a you know, a nice motorized scooter and so um i'm assuming frank or derek will be putting a link to the GoFundMe, yes, uh, in our show notes. So we really hope you uh, reach out and donate, and uh, let's get her that scooter. It's also, I think, Robin retweeted it on our Twitter. Uh, the first link mm-hmm. that went out. So yeah, we would love to see you guys help out. We'll definitely be helping out as well. I'm going to donate uh, to this fundraiser for Tara. It's a terrible thing 
to see happen, and we wish her and hers the best uh, through this ordeal. It's terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. And then piggybacking off something you just said, which I didn't realize this, and Craig, Craig might be able to weigh in on this a little bit more. I didn't realize that the show had had a COVID outbreak, and that was that was heavily influenced. This uh, this hiatus was heavily influenced by that. I wasn't aware of it either. Um, I suspect it might even be that COVID just made the show production later than it was going to be because I know when they went back to production certain things were delayed because they didn't have access to testing like they thought they would, things like that. So it might have been COVID-related and not been a direct case. But either way, they didn't have more than a certain number of episodes ready. Plus, it's a, it's an effects-heavy show. And to you know knock that out week after week can be kind of hard. So maybe it's best to take a break, especially if they had seven episodes of Supergirl in the can, or mm-hmm. however many there were. Yeah, uh, it's it's it is uh, funny. Uh, COVID was definitely on my mind as I was watching this episode, thinking, "Oh man, you know, it, it, something must have happened." And uh, the second to last scene of this episode is a scene between Jordan and Sarah, who are definitely sitting six feet apart from each other on the cushing porch. So uh, yeah, it's I, I'm really looking forward to. Um, seeing you know not just this production but you know many television and movie productions to see how they were able to pull off creating (laughs) movies and tv shows in the midst of uh, this crisis so it it has become i guess if you're watching for it in a lot of instances like i i know a lot of people didn't i really enjoyed after watching 15 years of supernatural i i enjoyed the series finale um a lot of people did not but it was very evident that COVID played a role in what the ultimate outcome of that episode was. And I'm sure it would have been tremendously better had that not been the case. But in watching network shows uh, over the last few months that have come back into production post COVID, it's uh, or in the midst of COVID rather, I guess you start seeing these, well, there's only one person on screen at a time and they're not really together and you know stuff like that so it's and then once you start seeing that stuff you can't unsee it either so it kind (laughs) of ruins it well you know sometimes we have these shows like the cbs procedurals where they are wearing masks still on the show and that's going to be really weird to see in reruns 20 years from now but also i feel like they're kind of inconsistent with it like they'll have a mask in one scene and then not in the next you know yeah I've Even noticed, if it's with another person, <laughs> I've noticed that on uh, SVU that they'll they'll yeah. have them and then they won't have them, and then I'm like, well, what? pick a pick a lane. Yeah, yeah. I watch the nine one one shows, and uh, it seems like they're really you know trying to show that they're wearing masks and everything, but they're also like wandering in and out each other's apartments and houses, and I'm like, how how does how are you guys doing this? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that on, on Superstore a lot. They have they'll have the the staff of the store you know wearing wearing masks especially when they're talking to customers and stuff but then when the staff are talking to each other they'll come indoors and take off their masks yeah <laughs> well whatever so, but it's yeah, a whole anyway. new world it, it you know what yeah and and it's inevitable that it would impact the uh, production of of some of these shows i guess the bright side of it is that you know at least we're going from one super show to another um so at least we've got we've got that in the uh was it supernatural the, coming back the, uh, yep that's Wait, the yeah. one that's the one robin oh, okay that's, I mean, yep. they could just run the 20 episodes of krypton i mean uh, you know what i can't argue with you there I, I've, watched, <laughs> I've watched every minute of it again 
<laughs> I would. I would. That might be what I do during the get... break, just to offset this uh, this hiatus a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, yeah. aren't there a few uh, Smallville episodes yet actually podcasted about yet? So maybe you can. Yeah, get on that. Yeah, get on that. What kind of backwards hiatus. ass way was that of telling me to do something? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do something? <laughs> hey, why don't you uh, entertain me? Why don't, why don't you? you, uh... you... Yeah. Well, have me on. Trying to obviously. put a quarter in me? <laughs> have me on. <laughs> Let's do the Hex podcast 10 years <laughs> later. Oh, there it is. There you go. <laughs> well, before we do anything else, let's talk about the most recent Superman and Lois episode. Oh, yeah. The best of Smallville. Wait. It's a Superman and Lois episode. It's called the best of Smallville. But, you know, we find out later why we why it's called that. Uh, and it's basically the, the, the chocolate bacon. The, the story is by the, uh, showrunner, uh, Todd Helbing, and it's directed by Rachel Talele, who I didn't really know about, but holy cow, is this woman a legend? Uh, speaking of legends, she, she directed, uh, uh, CW shows like Legends, Supergirl, Flash. We have, she did an episode, a couple episodes or one episode of uh, Doom Patrol. She was the first U.S. director to direct an episode of Doctor Who. Actually, I think she directed several. Uh, she's directed Sherlock, Ally McBeal, and right at the bottom of her IMDb, I noticed that she's she directed both Tank Girl and Freddy's Dead. So, <laughs> so I love these these movie credits uh, uh, that some of these directors uh, have, and I'm like, oh wow, that's the same person that directed. Tank Girl uh, directed this episode of Smallville. That's cool. Or Smallville. <laughs> the best <Oops>. of Smallville. <laughs> Superman in the jar. Smallville episode. In the jar. Uh, yeah. We, uh, we need that jar. All right. So uh, I've kind of broken down the episode into uh, various chunks to kind of focus our conversation as usual. And really the first thing we want to talk about is uh, Harvest Fest and Martha Kent uh, Clark's happiness about Harvest Fest and remembering his youth. Um, so uh, uh, the episode kind of starts off with uh, we see Superman doing some extra work. And it turns out that he's putting in a little extra overtime so he could have a nice guilt-free <laughs> weekend at the Harvest Fest, which he is crazy about. <laughs> he loves Harvest Fest. He's very, very giddy. Very giddy for Harvest Fest. <laughs> He does the dorky dad thing so well. Like he just, he is, he is maybe Tyler might be at his best when he's doing the dorky dad thing. The excited. Oh, I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, the news footage, by the way, was brought to us by DPN, which I assume stands for daily planet network. Daily planet. Or daily network? planet. I mean, that's news? not, un- I mean, we've seen Well, we saw in the pilot. They had that. I mean, obviously that's, that's, from what is that burn era comics craig you can speak to that i don't know wrong no. burn no, well gbs gbs galaxy broadcasting system yeah. was the was the one in the comics for a while but there uh, might be a gbs for real in the real world that they might not want to yeah that's true well i know in the pilot when the in the vending machine scene uh when clark tips it over so lois can get the thing out and we see morgan edge on the tv in the background that that's a Daily Planet news report mm-hmm. uh, ticker going across the bottom there. So it's been established, uh, I guess, but yeah, not not a whole lot of has been shown about it other than 
It's the Dolly Parton network. Those quick moments. (laughs) (laughs) It's only on from nine to five, though. So, oh, that okay. Well, that wins. Okay, we we can just hang it up now. That was a good one. I love it. (laughs) We got high tech on this show. We got rip shots and everything. (laughs) Um, yeah. My next thought in my notes, uh, I was just thinking about how how cool is it to like realize you're the son of Superman and then just be like watching the news and seeing your dad, like rescue a satellite dish. Uh, did you see that one shot of Superman basically flying a cruise ship through Metropolis in yeah. the air? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did. Love Holy that. cow. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I can't imagine, uh, it was a bit. Just, it was it was a bit of foreshadowing. He had actually had to fix the Suez Canal directly after that. Hey. So. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, um, this is a question I didn't think I'd end up repeating on this podcast. Why does Clark Kent need gloves? <laughs> He's worried if like Lana or a neighbor comes by yeah. and they see him working in the yard. Yeah, they want to make That's sure. It. Do yeah. I get a Baldy Award for that? Yes, that's, you. I will, that's the I'll ticket. <laughs> I'll say as much as I enjoyed watching, yes, yeah, Superman feats of strength on TV and watching uh, Jordan and Jonathan watch their father do all that. As you said, that's got to be a really surreal feeling. I liked watching him fly through the cornfields and gather up all the heart. Like that was <laughs> that was good to me alone, right there. Yeah, uh, I I definitely enjoyed this whole like opening montage. I'm like, hey, we're finally seeing some farming, and look at uh, Clark is just flying through the fields. Well, that that first shot of the tractor plowing, I was like, is he finally doing something? Is there farming happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so besides uh, uh, Clark geeking out about Harvest Fest, it brings up some uh, memories of the past. So uh, shall we talk about? Uh, basically a mini episode of Smallville inside this, but uh, things are, um, I don't know, a little different. Clark seems a little colder. Well, what I found a little odd is there was a reference to him being older than how Jonathan and Jordan are now, but that kid looked like three years younger. Yeah, than he looked much Jonathan younger. And Jordan. He did yeah. look younger. He was yeah. like CW 12. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like for real, but you know, <laughs> I a big question coming out of this this flashback is did Clark Kent not graduate high school because Ooh. it seems like he is leaving town at age 15 to was me it, I don't he, know. Um, was it he got an art scholarship in Paris after junior year <laughs> oh no <laughs> was it uh I think it was birthright where he left before high school ended and got his GED while on the road well yeah you're while, right actually Derek yeah and, traveling That's around right. so i wonder if they I, I would be totally down to see some clark flashbacks of him abroad mm-hmm. uh want to see him forward. abroad what i want to see him as abroad now <laughs> yes that's next week that's that, next week it comes back <laughs> my name is cara zorrell <laughs> i've been doing this for i've been doing this monologue for six years <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, um, wait, yeah, wait, do you need a transition? Robin, do you need a transition? No, no. I was trying to stay in the, the flashback area, but is that, did you have something to talk about in there? No, he's just oh, got just buttons it. he wants to push. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Meanwhile, back in the flashback, uh, Clark is trying to make a bowling shirt work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was, just Pulling gives right up. It off. He, he was busy watching Lex Luthor on Two and a Half Men and was like, I'm going to dress like Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> He was. I had he my was bowling shirt phase. He was picking out a soul asylum attire, man. He was. He was yeah. trying to find something to wear to the concert. I, you know, I'm going to start thinking about dates. It's going to be really. Yeah, don't start doing that. that don't do just, math. We don't have a hiatus. Math. We could get back into no, it. No, let's just not do math anymore. Let's just accept <laughs> that, that what they're doing, and talk about the unfortunate reflection in Young Clark's window when he had that giant nose. Later oh. in the episode. <laughs> Did you see that? I can, you can't. No, no. The, the kid's got a normal face. Nothing against the kid, but there's a there's a shot when Martha comes in and apologizes in his bedroom later in the episode. He's got his reflection in the window, and his nose is like eight times the size of what it normally is, and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> if you're, well, maybe so you're trying to say Dorel something. was a reflection in episode two as yeah. well. Mm. <laughs> hey, I appreciated that I saw someone who looked like myself on screen in a Superman suit. Sure. That's, that's all sure. I'm going to say for that. I, I, yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. Clark, I, it really killed me. The fact that Martha had to come and apologize to Clark. Cause I really didn't think Martha needed to, she was pointing out that, I mean, she's doing the thing that the Kent's usually do is like, Hey, you know, don't, don't get into any trouble. You know, you, you get discovered and it's all over. Um, and, you know, they don't want him running out at age 15 or so, uh, stopping crimes in a ski mask. Um, and, and he, you know, and the last line to her right before she comes back and apologizes to him is, well, I'm pretty sure that reason wasn't to be Martha Kent's son. Oh, wow. I, I mean, really? Oh God! I know it's so like to painful. take to take that like the classic like you're here for a reason line that that beautiful line that you know echoes through lots of Superman mythology, and then just be like, yeah, and that reason's not to be Martha Kent's son. Yeah. I wasn't happy with the you know. Clark. I wanted to be like, listen to you, little shit. Sit down. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't talk don't talk to her that you way. You have some respect for Martha. You Why did you respect. say that name? Um, oh boy. <laughs> uh, so he's leaving town now. Who makes the costume? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I guess when he comes it back. Well, it, doesn't it just kind of like open up like an automatic closet when he walks into the fortress? Yeah. No. <laughs> Depends on your medium, I guess. Um, <laughs> and why isn't he in the black suit? Now, <laughs> I, you know, from from the standpoint of obviously we've seen multiple iterations where Jonathan's dead um, from the original Donner film to Smallville to uh, the, the Snyderverse. And, you know, it's, we, we see Martha grieve in some instances, but we also have to see her be strong for her son. But then this is, this is less than a year or it was right at a year since Jonathan's death in this episode. Yeah. Something along those right. lines said. I mean, my God, it's still got a sting. And then you've got him not only being, yes, yes, a teenager and trying to find his place in the world, even more so than a normal hormonal teenager would be trying to find his place, his or her place in the world. <laughs> but <clears throat> I just felt so bad for her through this entire episode. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's hard hard not to, right? I mean, she was she was uh you know, especially because this show is is so much of it is through the eyes of Clark as a parent, um Clark and Lois as parents to to look at Martha as a parent and to know the knowing the struggles that we've seen Clark go through raising his boys uh and then watching Martha go through that and 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 seeing him seeing Clark behave in a way that even that he is disappointed in himself uh and looking yeah. back on it retrospectively it it take it has a totally different weight to it um you know that than it might have in in any other superman show I like that. I mean, obviously, I I do enjoy the element of the flashback because we didn't get to see really this Clark with Martha and Jonathan growing up, except for you know in the use of montage. But I mean, I'd like I'd like to see a little of this Clark with Jonathan too at some point. Or um, and I you know I don't guess they could do it too much because that kid's going to start aging past the point where Jonathan would be dead anyway. But um, I. It's just when he when when they're sitting on that bench and she says the train's going to be there soon and he just says nothing and then he just gets up and leaves and I'm like yeah hug that poor woman just give her just just oh because you know look if you know me Superman the movie the the pivotal point and one of the most pivotal points in that entire film is when he leaves. And they're yeah. out among the cornfields, and that sweeping, leaving home theme, Williams theme starts. And my God, and he, you know, just embraces her so tightly. And I'm in. This was just the complete antithesis of that. Like it was just, the, <laughs> Craig, dear God, <laughs> I was all into what I was talking about. I look up, and he's telling me to put the 27 inch, really expensive uh, TV back. <laughs> Craig's wearing a ski mask. Why everybody. did you just have that handy? I don't want to know. That's, no, that's not it. Like disguise, young Clark. Oh, I got it. <laughs> oh, I thought it was your your Sam Raimi Spider Man disguise from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> it's actually uh, I, a black hood from Riverdale. But I was going to uh, say I'm sure. more worried why it's just handy at the desk there. He's <laughs> got <laughs> yeah, very expensive CRTs in the back of his truck. <laughs> you just drop it on a random Zoom calls, dressed up in a ski mask. <laughs> Hand over the VCRs or your toast. <laughs> I, what did you think about Clark being the hero at that age and, and still running around and doing his thing? It was very Superboy. Yeah. Yeah. It did, it did give uh, some Spider-Man, uh, I mean, the ski mask. And also, like, he tells, like, these crooks to put the put the merchandise back but this other crook just like turns and runs yeah and I, saw I was the like third is he gonna go away. kill uncle ben he's like he's gone man <laughs> uncle ben's dead he's gonna go kill uncle ben i do appreciate that they had like vintage tvs that looked like 20 years oh, ago yeah. yes <laughs> it looked like the the loot from the first fast and the furious movie or the first yeah. Batman, which yeah. is 20 years ago yeah. now just crazy oh, that, that mzx tvs by the way i was yeah. like is that mitzel like, I, I, you know, is that yeah, something? That's Canadian. Yeah. That's I don't know. So it's established in this episode, by the way, that Harvest Fest has been around since 1949, uh, ever since the town of Smallville was established. And I know there's some trivia around that, but also uh, the the I'm thinking Smallville seems like an older town. Yeah, you, yeah, it mm. seems weird that it came <laughs> Especially because they talk about the generations old. and 
I mean, yeah. the Kent house alone looks o- over a yes. hundred years old. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, of course, you know. 1949 is the first mention of Smallville. It's, it, it's right. in Superboy comics. It's Smallville, USA. When we first, but I know there were comics it. about like the Kent ancestors in right. the 1800s. Right. At one mm. point, they were just on the plains of Kansas. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a cool. It was a cool reference for that. But yeah, it's like Smallville. Much seems like a town that's been around since 1884 or, or something. Mm. Right. Tell me again. Tell me again how uh, and no one uh, no one ever figures out that he's not Superman unless he's wearing glasses. Tell me. Tell me again how that's just like it's I don't know. People, if we can, if we can, just <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's no oh, because, a flying because man. there's no there's no <laughs> there's no math involved in whether or not Clark looks ah, like Superman. That's it. That's and when math is. is involved, Robin then becomes Frank. They said it. I, I they they give me this, and I have to think about it. I I can't just like. <laughs> That's oh god, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um I love the fact that uh uh Clark says in this episode about the boys, you know, he's con- comparing the whole boys want uh, at least Jonathan wanting to leave home to when he left home and he says the line it feels like they were just born. <laughs> yes. Well, that was for us, right? That. that was that was for the audience. Wink. Wink. Boys, boys. But, by the way, I wanted to ask you guys, and um, no cheating, especially if you already know this. Without looking, okay, the the actor Dylan Kingwell plays young Clark. What other uh, big CW character um, did Dylan play the younger version of? Do you think? I know he was on the hundred. Was the character from the hundred? Nope. Huh. I mean, maybe that was another one, but Tommy Merlin. Nope. Ray Palmer. Nope. Was it somebody in the Arrowverse or was it a young Dean or Sam? Uh, 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 Derek, you just said it. It was young Sam. Young Sam Winchester from Supernatural. They only had like nine different young Sam. <laughs> he was one years, of them. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, also wanted to shout out uh, Michelle Scarabelli. We didn't mention her in the pilot. She's the one that she's the lady that plays uh, Martha Kent. Um, and I uh, looked at IMDB credits. We were looking over them before the show, but wanted to tell everybody like, Hey, if you like Airwolf, she was in season one. She was like a main character for the first season. She voiced the helicopter in season one. <laughs> uh, she was in a, she starred in a show that I used to watch when I was a kid. It was only a one season, but it was the alien nation TV series. And she also played Derek. Uh, she didn't play Derek. She played. Um, she did, and she did a better job than I did. I'm, I'm, Tyler <laughs> Hecklin played Derek. He did. <laughs> she played Abby Morgan's mother on D- Dawson's Creek. <laughs> so, well, in at least one episode. So, um, the only other things I have are like kind of like favorite moments from this one uh, section. Uh, I, I I like the fact that. Yeah, like Clark is geeking out about the the uh, Harvest Fest, and uh, Lois says, "I've been hearing about it since we first started dating." And Jonathan says, "Bedtime stories to help you sleep." Lois like bursts out laughing, and Clark's like, "Hey, <laughs> I love it." She like stares at her feet. She's like, "Oh, sorry." Mm-hmm. It's like Will mm-hmm. Ferrell and Step Brothers. Hey, you don't say that. <laughs> um, I was not. A, I mean, I, I do love Lois's line. Your dad's not Superman just because he has powers, you know. 
And I was like, that's right. And then all of a sudden Clark goes, oh, thanks, baby. And I was like, hmm, that, that you leave him alone right with me. He's so pure. He's too pure. For <laughs> that's this. the thing. He's so cheesy, he's, but he's so pure. Good, <laughs> sweet little Swinnaman roll. Too pure for this world. I love their chemistry. And it has only gotten better. It's great. It has only gotten better on the show. And it wasn't, it wasn't that they, uh, I've talked about the pre-crisis version of them and the post-crisis version on the show recently and how much more they have delved into their characters together and, and worked on that together versus what you saw in Elseworlds or Crisis. Mm. But it just really, again, Robin talking last week on last week's episode, how those quiet moments between them are some of the most meaningful of the entire series when they're, you know, reconciling what's going on around them, whether it be raising teenage sons or, you know, the death of a parent or some, you know, guy in a suit trying to murder you. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's really, they, they managed to make it all seem very grounded. Well, I really think the entire family all have chemistry with each other. Yes. Like <clears throat> the two boys, like John and Jordan, they the two of them just bounce off of each other really well. They mm-hmm. naturally, and it, it might actually be a byproduct of the pandemic that these are the only people they hung around, so they yeah. have time to build their characters yeah. and bond. I think you have a and point there. Definitely. I think that's one of the best things yeah. about the show is just seeing how they all interact. My heart broke for my heart broke a couple of times in this episode, definitely for Martha. But when 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 Jonathan gets drunk and makes an ass of himself at the Harvest Festival and. Sarah leaves. Jordan didn't go after. Jordan's like, let's go get you some water. Let's get you cleaned yeah. up before yeah. his mom and dad, like taking care of his brother. Like they, even when they're mad at each other, they still love each other. I mean, it's very much a family. And, you know, it, right. it, they, they do. They play that so well together. And I think that is a testament to the time they've spent together and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally, totally agree. I, I, I think this is some of the best chemistry we've seen between the two of them, uh, the, the two brothers, uh, this, mm-hmm. this whole season. Um, it, it really, that, that scene in particular made an impression on me. All, all the Harvest Fest stuff with the two of them. Um, but even just the way that they, that they talked about breakups and feelings and, and everything else um, was, uh, was something special. Uh, the two other uh, quick moments for the Harvest Fest uh, stuff concerning Clark and all that, uh, and and the flashbacks. Uh, the two other moments I just wanted to point out: the uh, I, I freaked about chocolate bacon. I was so excited about it. I was just as excited about Clark. And I noticed in my second viewing that Lois all of a sudden goes, <laughs> and I also loved the the idea that this is Superman as a kid stopping a robbery. He's just—he's not going to just tie them up and leave them for the cops. He's going to make them put it back. Yes, <laughs> put it back. Well, we know Clark at that age in Smallville would just like throw them across the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just give them a, a mild aneurysm and uh, mm. and be on about his throw way. a bowling ball at their head. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next segment I have is Cushing drama. Let's talk some. Let's talk some Kyle. Let's talk some Sarah. Okay. Uh, Kyle hits the bottle a little bit. And uh, I don't know. I I was feeling a little tense. <laughs> I would say um, during that, especially that discussion between him and Sarah. Uh, what do you guys yeah. make of that? <laughs> well, I thought the Sarah thing with uh, Kyle was really interesting because 
it looks like it was kind of left to her to help her dad sometimes. Yeah. And then when we had that later scene where Jordan and the other kids show up all drunk and stupid, there was like a good echo of it. And like, she, she just was like, I I mean, just in her face, because I think Indy Navarrete is really good actress. Mm -hmm. She Mm kind of looked like, don't you throw yourselves away the way that my dad is right now. Like I just, I just came here to escape that crap. And then here you are doing this. Right. I was thinking it was well done. Yeah. I was thinking like, Oh, wasn't last week. She was just like, yeah, let's get your drugs and alcohol at this party, yada, yada, yada. But I think she had that reaction specifically because she just uh, had like almost like a, uh, like a PTSD thing with her father. Like, Oh, not this again. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, like a trauma response uh, yeah. to, to that, and and I think it also that's a really good point, Robin, about the jokes jokes about partying and stuff. I guess it's like it's one thing to joke about it, maybe it's something she does as like a defense mechanism or whatever or to fit in, but when it really comes down to it, when she's fresh off of nursing her dad like that, and then sees uh, you know these these kids acting like like idiots, uh, it was kind of hard for her not to snap. Mm. Craig, am it was I very wrong? realistic. Yeah, it was say. very realistic. Craig, am I wrong in remembering that early sides for Kyle not only had him as an alcoholic, but also abusive. Abusive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of glad they did not go that way. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I, I, I wonder if it meant more of verbally abusive because, yeah, I thought that was kind of going to kind of be dark if he, they had him like shoving lana or something which nobody we don't need to see that at all i Um, mean i was seeing stuff after this episode where people were seeing things in this this is why i bring this up because people were some people were seeing into this scene like maybe he was a little sexually abusive in the past mm, to to sarah do you think i I, i'm like they couldn't possibly be going in that direction but it was super awkward no I, I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that vibe. I can I, I guess now that you're mentioning it, Robin, I can see how maybe some folks did, but I I, I didn't get that. Okay. Um uh, I mean the the song he was singing to her isn't isn't like it's just a it's a pretty Yeah, uh, I just I just Spanish took folk it tune. As, like it's just I just yeah. took it as an alcoholic father and, and that's yeah. something she's grown up on around her whole life and I, I think Lana's pretty intuitive that she would be aware of, you know, any kind of uh, just harm was going on in general to anybody, mm-hmm. including herself. So I, I don't think anything like that. I just think he's, I think he can be a jackass. Um, right. But it speaks to how well Eric plays that role because I still like Kyle. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad for him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of his friends is yeah. in the hospital with lung damage. Right. Yeah. I it, it, yeah, that was another thing. I was like I I would expect that reaction from him that deeply if his friend like died. Mm-hmm. But he's in the hospital and they say it's probably going to affect his career. But boy, he Kyle like really like you know, slides <laughs> after that. He does. I, yeah. I just think he like as a firefighter, he might run into that kind of drama. Not I, regularly, I, but yeah, I kind of feel like that was there as a. Uh, I feel like that was there to to show us how much Kyle feels for the community and for people around him. That he's actually quite empathetic, and that he really does love this town. He loves the people in it, and that all the stuff that he's doing, where it looks like he's, you know, siding with Morgan Edge, it really is because it comes from this same place of 
loving the, the his his hometown and the people in it, and he's very empathetic to uh, to the struggles of of people around him. Uh, so yeah, Kyle is. I, I do wonder also if Kyle's going to be um, uh, sent in like an anti Superman direction in the show as uh-huh. we can progress. The place was lit up by heat vision. He doesn't know, but he thinks something fishy happened. And then all of a sudden it's put out and there's frost. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. could he think, oh, this is classic, you know, Superman nonsense that we don't need in this town and yada, yada. I keep waiting for them to cross paths. Like I keep expecting it and it never happens. Um, I guess it's, it would be a guess- little on the nose if, if, if Superman showed up in Smallville. Um Yeah. You know, because part of me is thinking, well, the building's <clears throat> on fire. It, it's totally reasonable to think he, that Superman might show up to put it out. Um, but they didn't. They didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still it was got re- vibes of like the X Men cartoon opening when the lasers come out of the eyes. <laughs> yeah, which started the fire. Yeah, I think we were all tweeting about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other day. Uh, also. There's very weird pacing issues uh, concerning the fire itself. It was so weird that Derek hmm. uh, Powell uh, lit up the place. And then there were like three scenes of Clark, like remembering things. But we know Lana of all people was in that community. center. <laughs> like, is, is, is Lana going to be okay? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah, to that. We'll get yeah. To yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> horse, horse, horse stepped on her. She's in the hospital. She'll be fine. <laughs> if you're just joining us, I mean, we're five is going at a Zack Snyder pace. We're five, we're five <laughs> episodes in, and Lana still hasn't been in the hospital. Does this show know nothing? <laughs> Where's yeah. Meteor the Stompy Horse? Oh, don't worry. Once they build the Smallville Medical Center set, they're going to milk it. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, uh, another uh, bit of trivia I, I found that this episode was originally going to be called The Beacon. And, uh, some further research which means I just looked at IMDb trivia uh, proved that, do that. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 I, I, I double checked. I didn't just, <laughs> so, so the guy that Lana talks to when she gets to harvest fest and he's like, you know, where's Kyle. And she's like, Oh, she, he's helping at the hospital. He'll, he'll be around. Oh, the guy from the pilot. Uh, what's Cobb? Cobb. Yeah. Cobb. Cobb. Apparently Cobb Brandon is from the comics. He has a daughter named Kathy Brandon, who is a friend of Jonathan Kent, young Jonathan Kent, and uh, becomes the superheroine beacon. So uh, I wonder what they were going to do, what they were planning with this episode being called the beacon. Well, oh, you know, we might want to point out that this episode had like a story by other writers and a mm. teleplay by Todd Helping. That's true. So it could be that it, changed what the episode was going to be over time yeah yeah that, oh that, i think yeah. it was i think it was story it was story by todd helbing and teleplay by brent fletcher and nadria tucker yeah this was so not, yeah audrey's episodes yeah yeah so and uh yeah if you want to look up the song that kyle was saying i thought it was a very pretty uh scene and you know it's very emotional um the it's called cielito lindo um, which means uh, "lovely sweet one." I guess it was, it's a traditional Mexican song uh, played by mariachi bands mostly. So, uh, anything more with the Cushing's guys? Before Robin's, we move on? Robin's going to give us his uh, cover of it right now. Yes, that'll be. Stay, stay tuned after the yes. credits, and we'll uh, spoilers, yeah. and then and then the song at the end. <laughs> 
yeah. yeah. lull, yeah. yeah. lull you to sleep. We'll, we'll drop it as a single in the feed. <laughs> Be the first huge single in 15 years. I've never mispronounced lyrics to, to a song more than... <laughs> and okay. a one, and a two, and a... You thought Moni Moni was bad. You'd wait just wait. <laughs> Robin's going to crucify this one. I titled the next segment, Jonathan Can't. Uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, yeah. Jonathan yeah. has had it up yeah. to here. Yeah. He's on his last rope. And uh, what is, you know, it's obviously quiet uptown if, he's, if his world doesn't have Eliza in it. And uh, wow. You know, when we saw her in the previously on Superman and Lois, I was like, oh, are we going to finally meet her? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and then, well. She's just on Zoom again. Just waiting for Helen Slater to show up and be like, it's not weird. I love this boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, no. Don't tell oh. Kara. No, 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 <laughs> don't no, tell no, Kara. no, 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 no. So, yeah, Jonathan, is, after being dumped, he's sick and tired of the small town, the farming and the yada, yada, yada. Uh, he well, wants let, to let's move. Be, let's be fair. He was already sick of it. He That was the. <laughs> That was the straw that broke Superboy's back. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he wants to uh he wants to move to Metropolis. And I just I, I put in my notes here, like you just can't do that unless you're on Red K. If you're on Red K, you can go. And sure. Well, yeah. it's red X kryptonite here. Yeah. Oh, right. That's that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta gotta steal grandpa's motorcycle out of the barn and <laughs> no, right, 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 yeah, right, exactly. It's the crystal that Martha Martha gave to Clark uh, earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's orange. K. That's why he didn't say goodbye. Right, <laughs> that's special. Yeah. K, a well balanced part of everybody's. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that's one of the He's strawberry flakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Clark was definitely not not showing his emotions very much, and yeah, I could be sold that he was on Red K. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was um, on Red K. He's just on Jerk K. Hug your mom. <laughs> uh, Are you so, drinking? so Jonathan decides <laughs> to uh, go uh, go drink with that Wellnitz kid. I hate that guy. Uh, he was picking on Tag in the other episode, and now he's a little Mister. What is this, what is this flask wrapped in a napkin? Like, what are you trying to cover up? <laughs> Everybody knows what's Very going clear on. That that's a flask. You know, until now, all that time, I thought they were saying walnuts. I thought that was like his nickname or something. <laughs> no, I was, I'm, I, that was the first time I was like, who's the Wellnitz kid? Wellnitz. Corey Wellnitz. And the other kid is um, uh, Timmy Ryan. <laughs> Timmy. Two first names. Timmy. <laughs> Two first names. That's right. And, uh, oh, yeah, I tried looking up uh, the... See if oh, Brian Kelso, what's that? Is that a reference to anything? And uh, I guess Brian Kelso Gillespie was an animator that worked on uh, the Justice League movie, but uh, that's the best I can do. I have no idea. You're going too down, too far down the rabbit hole, Robin. He was also in a Dark Man comic. <laughs> so, oh, that been must watching, be it. Been yeah. watching too much WandaVision. Mm. <laughs> it happens. Um, Mephisto, so, yeah, I, I, Mephisto confirmed at the end of this episode when Tag showed up. <laughs> that was Earl so, Jenkins. <laughs> uh, I believe it's Earl Jenkins. If you, <laughs> it's spelled Jenkins, but everybody says Jenkins. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Jonathan gets a little drinky, drunky, and 
I love when he's like walking with Jordan and Clark and Lois are coming from the other way. And it's like, do you honestly think you're going to cover the, up the fact that you've been drinking? I mean, like, my, my not- first thought would be get him out of the Harvest Festival because you know Clark is going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even have super breath and I can smell that. Yeah. Yes. The I whole town it. can I smell you. It. Yeah. The uh, Jordan trying to like, he knows he knows his brother is in a lot of pain and he wants to just get him home. And so he's trying to cover. He's like, it's not that big of a deal. And Clark is just, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. What the heck you say? Yeah. Clark is not Clark is not not having it. I love that Lois is like call a ride share boys go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clearly so, they didn't get any product placement or that would have been like call an Uber. That, that's a, and yeah, we yeah, would have seen I, the logo and everything. I was thinking of uh of was it last week or the weeks before when Lois goes out to meet Lana and uh she says my ride is here or I forget how she words it, but it's clearly not yeah. Uber or Lyft. Mm. Right, boys, call a lift and go home. Use promo code Clark Lois twenty to for twenty percent off. <laughs> How much funnier would it have been if Clark just grabbed the two of them by the scruff of their clothes and and, and super sped them home? Actually, <laughs> <that'd be nice. laughs> just go to your room and then just gone back to the harvest festival. We can go <laughs> in my yards. <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Yeah, so uh, Clark lets them off. Let's them off pretty easy and they make a deal. And I'm assuming that this deal is going to be uh, broken. The deal is basically like Clark's like, give it a little bit more time. And Jonathan's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, too easy. Right. I mean, well, but what, what are you going to say at that point? You got caught red handed drinking. Like you're only going to make matters worse. Yeah. All you can really do is grin and bear it at this point. I feel so, I mean, I feel bad for Martha in this episode, but Martha's dead. So I, you know, I, I can only feel so bad for that character, mm-hmm. but watching Jonathan week to week, and it's been very subtle, <clears throat> but you know, just the buildup of losing his town or city, now losing his girl, losing football. Like it's just been this roller coaster of emotions for him that he's handled pretty well, all things considered for the sake of his brother, basically. And, you know, I mean, it's hard for a 14-year-old to comprehend things that are bigger than you and the the world at large that's bigger than you. I mean, obviously, Jordan got a whole lot more angry about the reveal of Clark being Superman than than Jonathan did. But that's because Jordan and Clark didn't have that relationship that Jonathan and Clark had. Um, That they bonded over things that, that... that Jordan and him could not bond over. And ultimately the, the role of Superman made him miss a lot of things that were important to Jordan, like therapy and, and sessions like that. So Speedwagon. Yeah. Speedwagon. Speedwagon. So, so, but uh, you know, to watch him just crumble under the weight of it all finally in this episode and, and say, you know, this town is my kryptonite. Mm. Um, and you know that it's got to be rough. You know you you don't get the abilities, whether or not you want them. You don't get the you don't get to be star of the football team. Your brother, who's had no interest in sports, gets that all along. You've lost the one connection to Metropolis you had in your girlfriend, who was supposed to finally come and visit, and ultimately did not. I mean, it's it's sad to kind of watch everything he loved or or knew of his world kind of vanished before him. 
when Sarah pointed it out really well in episode four, when she said something about like, he's been popular all his life. So this is harder for him. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. it's true. You know, things were relatively easy for Jonathan, his first 14 years. And now it's like the world is not his oyster and, you know, just yeah. everything is kind of going downhill for him. It's a tough spot to be in. It's a real tough spot. What'd you guys think of the box? I felt I wasn't I didn't I wasn't sold on the box. I, I wasn't sold on the resolution of this really. I, the the deal and Jonathan were like, okay, and then here's a box. There's nothing in it. I wish he it's had a said, box. I wish he had said something to the The box contained the Sun Sun Crystal, which gave Clark a link to forging who he was going to become. I wish he had said something like, I want you to fill this with your future with something that that make your identity something that that gives you i don't know i felt like there was something missing from that dialogue that could have rounded yeah. that out a little bit better yeah this is how much i care about you you're getting an empty box yeah <laughs> well this is from this box is actually made of uh saint george's armor uh. <laughs> Sorry, you have no friends like Child Lex did. <laughs> well, and Craig, was there not something in the official description that was like Clark finds something of Martha's that I don't know allows him to grieve or something? I can't remember. I feel like there was. I'm something. going to look. Okay. He's on. Like he stumbles upon that box towards the beginning of the episode and he's musing, musing on it. And then he remembers being, it being given to him and the crystals in it. And then he gives it to. Is that what Lois picks up in the beginning? I missed that. And he's like, not that. Is that what? Yeah. Okay. I assume yeah. that's what. Oh, I, I did miss that. Okay. I heard it say that, but I, I missed it on screen. It happened very quickly. Yeah. Because Clark's giving up that room. We're not giving up, but he, he wants Lois to have that room to be able to work in as like a home office. And she's like, so many of your these are your mother's things and it's like no it's time to you know it's, it's time nice to... it's a nice room it's got a little mantelpiece in there yeah <laughs> and no he's just reminded what his mother meant to him and learns a lesson that will help him move past her death right yeah. i don't feel old so, it. <laughs> i mean the lesson you might have a bench been to sit on you know maybe hug your mother before you leave town i don't know good lesson yeah, Lois calls him a softie, and Clark's like, "Yeah, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> that's your influence." Yeah, I was a mean kid. What's up with the teen? Like every teenager on this show can say the meanest things <laughs> to their There's elders. Nothing else to do in that town except be mean to your parents. <laughs> and that does, yeah, that, that it goes for Clark as well. Let's go on to our next segment, and I entitled it "The Mystery of Derek." Let's figure out Derek. <laughs> what exactly in, in, is Derek? In my best Mulaney voice. Now, we don't have time to unpack all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it out there. What is Derek? What's going on with Derek? What do you guys think? Craig? Maybe he's a clone. <laughs> I kind of mm. thought... Because if Derek died, or maybe his body was just used as like a shell yeah. for a Kryptonian type thing I, I, created I, by I, the ex-Kryptonite or whatever. I, I never believed that was Derek in the episode. That was that was my first thought was Seemed he to was be 
he was yeah. told what to say, obviously, in that first meeting uh, with his mom and with uh, with Chrissy and, and Lois. So <clears throat> I don't I don't think that, that was I don't think that was Derek. But whoever it is clearly had some kind of a romance with Leslie Lahr. And there is a mm. like an alien character from the comics named Lesla Lar. Yeah, it was from mm. an old Supergirl comic. I'm assuming is some kind of connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's like a Davis Bloom hosts Sod for one episode type deal, or Lois Lane is Feora or something. Based on the comics, I can only assume it's Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> It's Pietro from the X Men universe. We're just gonna run that joke into the ground. Um, I don't, Robin. You were you were talking about the machine, yeah, uh, in there's, text last night. There's there's a nameplate on the machine. It sure looks like it says Meta Inhibitor. Why would you put what it is on this? <laughs> what? Why would you, know, you name I, it? Bat Rehydrator. Yeah, that's you know? not like, the same thing. But but Derek, Derek. Yes. No no the, the character Derek. Oh sorry. Uh, Could you say uh, Derek Powell when you're talking about him? Mm, no. Yeah, Sergeant Powell. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. He acts like he acts like a person that's kind of scared and stuff. And then did you notice that his voice changes though? Like like when he goes protect the asset like, yeah. <laughs> that's not Derek's voice that's you say that name? yeah that's <laughs> see i the whole thing the 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 first introduction reintroduction i guess or no introduction because we haven't seen him before except on a flyer versus yeah. seeing him make out with Lar and then obviously getting in the machine and the uh the flight battle with superman yeah i just not buy i'm not buying that was ever Derek uh, Derek Derek okay. died in New Carthage, and that's just his body. That's just a that's a meat puppet. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's his body, and and there's and 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 there's some kind of experiment going on, obviously, with having to do with Morgan Edge using kryptonite to give people powers. But what's the thing from last week that's powering this? Yeah, meta inhibitor. Whatever. What's it called? That's the asset. That's what he's talking about. I understand that's the asset, but I'm like, what? What is the asset? What? What is right. that exactly? And why did he say you're not alone anymore, or something to that effect? Could this be some sort of bottle city thing? <laughs> it could be hooked up to this it, machine. I feel like Supergirl's doing the bottle city thing, sort of right now, aren't yeah. they? And I also think, why are you saying that he's not alone anymore when we all know that? Kara is in National City. Is she yeah. though? Hey, we got a Lex Luthor reference in this episode, which I was very <laughs> happy about. Yeah, that's right, right. But yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Like Leslie might not even be Leslie. This could be some sort of this asset could contain like Kryptonian souls or <laughs> well i will say I mean, of what we saw between the the tall guy in the motel or the apartment and Lars, colossus yeah the, mephisto that this this <laughs> that derek uh showed a bunch of abilities whereas we had only seen like one or two with the other ones and we were kind of because i was kind of like are they experimenting with clark's dna are they not getting the whole 
the whole shebang, what's going on with that. But, th- I mean, he's shooting heat vision. He's flying with no problem whatsoever. He just takes flight right. and busts through the ceiling in that place. Why did Clark not go back? Huge, huge problem. There. I mean, I want to assume he did go back and the machine was gone. I guess Laura just kind of <laughs> picked it up and walked out with it. I don't know. That's, After uh, strapping the asset into a baby car seat. <laughs> She lifted like you didn't go back and check on that machine. I don't. That's weird to me. <laughs> they pulled like a level three at Luther Corp, and just like they walked in the room and it looked totally different. Yeah, it's fine. It's like mm. it's like that sitcom trope where I went and got my headshots made, and then I went back the next day to pick up the headshots, and the whole office is gone, and the desks are cleared out, and <laughs> I gave them three thousand dollars. I don't understand. <laughs> Derek uh, Powell uh, was very worried and leslie was talking him down he's like if he finds out i started that fire you know you know bad things will happen and i'm assuming he is morgan edge Uh, but like what 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 is it about morgan edge that would worry this guy who's got powers enough to kill himself maybe he was sent to the community center or whatever to steal something and by setting the fire he wasn't able to get it for Morgan Edge Mm. I'm just thinking you know like something like that like maybe he was supposed to do something for Edge and that's why he was in that room he was after he was after Martha's puzzle box exactly yeah (laughs) no but you know and also you know any setback for Smallville right now will set back Edge's plans for the town Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. Bye, bye, community center. By the way, oh, with nice... that, with that well, if they use the right font for Smallville, that's what I was going to say. With that lo- lovely logo on the front of it, which gives me the feels. <laughs> but they, uh, they, okay. look, if Smallville knows how to one, do one thing, it's a barn raising. They'll fix it in no time. There you go. So yeah, uh, Beppo uh, is trying to uh, do some. What would Lois Lane do? Why do you uh, keep calling her Beppo? Call her Chrissy. Beppo. Beppo. It's so much easier to say. It's so much funner to say. Beppo. Beppo. Just call her. Listen, She's... I closed my eyes when she was on the phone talking to Lois during that whole what would Lois Lane do thing. I'm like, that's Chloe dialogue. <laughs> that's a whole lot of Chloe dialogue. Uh, there was there was one bit of dialogue that made me so very, very much angry. Uh, and uh, it and, and I, I'm over it. I love the show. Um, but when she says "big reporter energy," I was like, "No, you don't don't drop <laughs> that." That. Is, that is a Chloe Sullivan line. That's a Chloe it, Sullivan line. Yeah. But uh, I just, God. okay. I just did not like that. So <laughs> we haven't seen her do anything on her wall of weird in a couple of weeks. She needs to get back no. to that. Also, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get to the captain and his hijinks, but uh, the scene where he chases them down and then shoots the rocket launcher in the air, and then we get this moment of we from the harvest festival's point of view of this explosion going off. I was hoping that moment would be funnier. Like everything stops and there, and there's a big explosion, and then everybody's like, "Yay, fireworks!" <laughs> I just like the auto driving Winnebago. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. What's the Winnebago from uh, Spaceballs? Is that the Eagle One? That's what I kept calling it <laughs> through the whole thing. 
This was the Empress. Because we kept talking, we were like, "What is he operating out of now that the ship's blown up? Is he is is is, is Edge got him set up in a place? Has he got his own digs? No, he's just in a Winnebago. He's uh, just driving no. around yeah. in a Winnebago. It's just that it's that Winnebago from that one episode of Community where there where it's a, a KFC uh, space simulator in a Winnebago. It was Shazam's <laughs> Winnebago from the seventies. Ah, there you go. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next segment. Since we're talking about it, I call this segment "The Captain and His Wife." Uh, <laughs> so, Captain and Neil. So, first question straight up. Since uh, we're going to, ha- we have to, you know, say uh, goodbye and uh, you know, R.I.P. Can we just call it Skeets? It's Skeets, right? That <laughs> the little the little thing that Luther is talking to. <laughs> And then right. smashes at the end. I mean, I just it's thought Gideon that was 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that that was that iteration of it. Like, I fully expected him to destroy that one, and then she starts talking from the dashboard. You know, uh, and then another. Uh, he I, keeps I destroying his tech. I can't. William see Daniels it. was busy. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fantastic. Mm, I'd be um, I keep getting more and more intrigued by Luther mm-hmm. uh, week after week. Like they, they, they still keep, haven't said his first name. They haven't on yeah, the air, even though yeah, <laughs> even though there's been yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> other other things have been mistakenly said. But I, you know, I keep referring to him as Captain or Captain Phillips or Captain Luther. Um, <laughs> I just call <laughs> him Captain Phillips. Um, obviously, we get the jaw dropping reveal in this episode that on his world he and Lois were an item. And I assume most everything about that Lois is the same, that she was a journalist on that world and everything, because he says everything about her is the same. Except she married the other guy. Except she was the the wrong guy with him. Yeah. Yeah. That does make it a little awkward because I, I almost predicted that by the end of the season, he would be like a good guy and stick around. Yeah. But now that there's the awkward, angle yeah. of oh yeah she's sort of his ex from another world i don't know mm. if they can pull that off here's here's a question i had so siri what are we calling her we need to, we need to bell torme's daughter yes exactly or granddaughter <laughs> oh granddaughter okay we need a name daisy torme uh plays oh. ai device is what she's billed as we, we need, AI we, need we need a, a mayor goldie wilson type name for her or anyway <laughs> Harkening back to our Krypton days. Um, Mayor. <laughs> Mayor. Mayor. For, for the time being, I will just call her Siri. Okay. As, um, as everyone's phone, everyone who's listening to this, her phones go off. Sorry, guys. No, Alexa, you have to say hey first. Alexa, order toilet paper. No, um, no don't do that one. <laughs> you can't do that. Hey, Siri, make me a new suit of armor and find me some kryptonite. <laughs> so, everybody got so mad at us just then. Um... She's reading the biometrics on Superman while in flight during the battle. Uh, when yeah. the, the race with Derek. So could she not read the biometrics of Clark sitting on the park bench and know that that's Superman? Do we? Does he not? Does he not know that? <laughs> I thought to he this knew. Point, I've been led to believe that he does not realize that Superman and Clark are one and the same. Yeah, I don't think he does. It doesn't, uh, okay. it doesn't make sense for him to know. 
I but I but then you know then I'm like, well, if she's reading scanning him, is she not scanning the same thing when he's across the street? Maybe I'm over, yeah. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, Oreos people not I can wrong. There, that's it. That's it. You're not wrong about that, but it, it's just that it wouldn't make sense. He's following Lois, like, <clears throat> yes, because she's his ex from another world, but he's following Lois because he knows that Superman tends to not be far behind wherever yeah. she goes. So right. it, it's it that implies that he doesn't know who Superman is. He's just following the lead. Other than the the motel scene, has Lois been on screen with Clark in suit with Superman at all in the entire series so far? Other than other than flashbacks, flashbacks. the fortress, yeah. And, yeah, no. Other than flashbacks, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. <clears throat> I couldn't think of one either. I was just wondering. Yeah, all the supermanning is happening outside of the town. That you know is supermanning in plain sight. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I I really like that scene uh, in the diner uh, between Luthor. And Lois just, you know, she's she thinks he's a little fishy, but he's like he he's saying his he's a reporter from Reuters named Marcus Bridgewater. And she says, oh, that sounds familiar. Um, the, I Googled, of course, Marcus Bridgewater, and I discovered that there is a Marcus Bridgewater who calls himself Garden Marcus, who is a TikTok influencer. Uh, he's a gardener. He spouts out positivity and wisdom and stuff like that. Uh, apparently a, uh, a source of joy for uh, many who follow him. We have to get the internet away from you. It's it's not a healthy. <laughs> it's not a healthy. Look up some Garden Marcus and just think, just put Captain Luther in there and just be like, ah, oh, the captain's here from another reality. He's really into raising pineapples. That's it's good. Good for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lois was definitely put off by him especially towards the end where he's like yeah i know a way we had to i gotta get into those minds i i've got my ways and she's like it doesn't sound very legal but by the end of the episode she's like yeah we gotta i've got to find a way into those minds mm-hmm. i'm like oh boy he's she's gonna go looking for him without telling clark i'm sure now there's your triangle by the way mm. <laughs> if lois at all entertains that as a triangle i'm gonna be very no. irritated no. <laughs> Nah, not at all. After I, all the lovey-dovey stuff, come on, don't do that I to us. I will say, I, I desperately, and I know they're only giving us the glimpses because that's all we, all we need right now. I, I, I need more answers about this Earth and and the implications mm. of crisis and and what what it means for. I hope those that have been constantly saying, "Oh, it's the future," are now finally off that uh given Mm-mm. this review well we do yeah, know david ramsey's gonna get start at some point right yeah. maybe even the episode that he directs yeah hmm. diggle comes to town so so yeah the captain is an army ranger according to his suit uh so i don't know what that if that means anything but just interesting more stuff to fill into his uh bio he's a winnebago pilot the best of the best <laughs> Also, uh, yeah, you mentioned it earlier. Lois references Lex Luthor saying he's the only human being worse than Morgan Edge. And uh, the the captain responds with, guy definitely has his secrets. Ah. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. So is he talking about himself Waka or is he Waka. like familiar with like cousin Lex, you know, <laughs> cousin Lex, he's the coy advance of the, of the, of this universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was kind of our first mention of something outside of this world. Mm. Uh, Which is bit. interesting yeah. because the pilot script had a reference to the flash. That right. Was right. Because it was actually in reference to Luther talking about yeah. how fast he moved. It's, that seems more like the Flash's territory or something. But I think it's good. Like I think it's good they've kept these first five episodes separate. Absolutely. I, because it's, I think also, it's, like, I got a lot of questions. Like, you know, well, what do I have to watch before I watch this? I'm like, right. nothing, nothing. Right. Right. You just go in blind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. And all you need You're to not know in the is middle the, of a mirror storyline. All you need to know is they have twins. Uh, <laughs> Whether instantly, or, whether instantly or after twenty-seven <laughs> hours of labor, either way, but still, right? Um, yeah, the, the, we talked in spoilers, and we'll we can say that more for the end of the episode. But we talked in spoilers last time about the what what the introduction of Dick Diggle would would mean uh, as a whole for this corner of the the CW verse. So. I don't know. Right now, they've they've played in their own sandbox and done very well with it. But that that Luther mention did definitely perk my ears up mm. um, a little bit, solely for the fact. Yes, I'll get on my soapbox. I would like one scene between John Cryer and Tyler Hecklin where they actually communicate with each other. Whatever. <laughs> Read Krypton site in about a week. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I was told there would be no math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I um. I love Cryer's Lex. Definitely. Yeah, that's me too. Just absolutely. That's the best thing, in my opinion, that has come out of Supergirl. You know it's... who else loves Cryer's Lex? Valerie Perrin. She oh, I saw about that tweet. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> the last part of this episode that we haven't discussed is the fact that Tag is back. And what is he wearing? <laughs> that is a oh, Professor I, Xavier jumpsuit. I don't. I, maybe I. I thought that was his Power Ranger suit. I don't. I don't know. Well, the trailer the depth- for one hundred and six does give us a better look at the suit. Oh, okay. Uh, it's got a crow on it. I know that. Go crows! Is it a crow or an eagle? Maybe it was yes. a crow uniform from school. I thought it was Professor yeah. Xavier's gift uh, school for the gifted jumpsuit. I don't know. Maybe maybe well, they did with, mention there was a school for superpowered teens. In like figured, I figure that's what he's wearing, whatever he came out of. Yeah, are they playing with us? What's going on with that? Also, I don't know if you noticed, but you know when Derek was about to kill himself, uh, which by the way, can I, I? I never thought of that as a way for somebody with Kryptonian powers to kill themselves. Just be like, I'm just going to set off my heat vision with my eyes closed, <laughs> and that'll just irradiate my body. Um. Uh, uh, but yeah, right before he's about to kill himself, you notice he was vibrating. He was shaking quite a bit and here is tag doing the same thing. Yeah. So is tag, I'm assuming they're going to be, it be like, Oh, you're, you're a prime candidate to, uh, get ass setted. <laughs> I'm just a little scared. That resurrected. It would be good drama, but it would just hurt to watch. If for example, maybe Jonathan was an asset. 
you know, because he doesn't have powers and he goes down there. Like, I think it would be depressing to watch, but it would be great drama. True. So as long as he didn't die in the end, <laughs> and then right. he got cured. Yeah. He'll find a way to get cured, but holograms, holograms. There, there you go. Is that <laughs> it for this one? That's, that's it. All right. For two months. <laughs> that's it. We just got here. We had to wait so much longer because of COVID. And now we have to wait. I know. Now I know. Now I know. Uh, we've got a couple emails. We'll read real quick. Uh, Chris that emailed us last week talking about the um, extended cuts of the episodes wrote in again and said, thank you for letting me know about the extra scene in episode two. I'm almost certain that the scene you mentioned was in the Canadian live broadcast for episode two, which is interesting. Hmm. I'll be curious to hear what they are going forward to see if it continues. Apparently per Frank, it does not. The last two episodes have not, while they've been billed as extended cuts, there's not been an additional <laughs> no, scene. No, I've, I've gone in. I mean, I, I'm not, as you guys mentioned, I think on last week's episode, if you get the digital, you know, cuts on, on uh, Apple or Amazon, wherever you buy them, uh, it, it's been the extended cut. I haven't done that, but I've checked the CW app and the last two weeks have been the same as, as the, uh, as what aired on TV, and they're not labeled as extended either. Uh, so I don't know if that was just for they're the promoted as that. The CW app, like or the website CWTV.com, freezes my computer after like two commercial breaks, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I never get to the end, so I can't see what the extended scenes are. I think so. I have no th- idea what they are. I think the third episode, I got in a loop, and every time the commercial break would end, it would start over again, and it just kept repeating yeah. the commercial break Ugh. over and over. It's really not good on tech. The, on the Apple TV app. Yeah. After all this discussion, I couldn't even remember. We, we figured out, obviously, the Lana scene from episode two, the Lana and Clark scene at the barbecue, was in the extended cut and made it to the digital versions, as Frank said, of Apple oh. Apple and, and stuff like that. I, and then we Apple. talked about whatever the third one was, and I just completely have gone blank, COVID fog, on whatever... Uh, whatever that additional scene was. I know we talked about the Clark and Lois scene in the gym, in the locker room. I think Bitsy tweeted that. Oh, is that what it was? I think so. I remember, but then four and five didn't even have, uh, additional moments. So, no. So are you saying release the Hellbing cut? So Chris goes on to say, uh, (laughs) 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 Somebody gave Frank too much money. He's <laughs> that machine. He's Chris says, I'm a returning listener. Used to listen to you guys with your Smallville podcast. You can drop a quarter in the jar. When I bring the jar <laughs> next time, I That will. jar is definitely going to happen. And then CT emails us. CT says, did you catch that Derek Powell told Superman, now you won't be alone? Oh, I haven't even read this email. No, I'm reading yeah. it on the air now. Doesn't the world know he's related to Supergirl? Shouldn't this be common knowledge? Additionally, and this is more relative to an earlier episode, Lois mentioned that she knew what she was getting into when she started to date Clark regarding him having a second job as Superman. Does that mean that... Does that mean that she knew he was Superman before they started to date? Uh I'm trying to think back um, when they t- when in the montage in the opening montage of the pilot when he reveals when they're in Smallville, 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel it's like that could it... be like a first date kind of thing. I mean, he definitely trusted her by that point, and surely they had 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 interaction as Superman and Lois by that point. I would think, right? Yeah, I don't think it. I, I, yeah, I don't think it, that it was when they when they started dating, but probably early on. What do you think, Robin? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking about a completely different thing. Can I bring this little point up, though? Absolutely. Uh. I, I was listening to a, a, a review of uh, Superman Returns on a, on a different podcast, and uh, I was reminded of the whole thing, how people were like initially put off by the fact that like Su- Brandon Routh Superman did a lot of spying on people. And then I was thinking after, I was like, wait a second, was that what that reference, what, what Lois was referencing? Was that like a kind of a comment on the, how, how people saw that as like very creepy? Huh. <laughs> I didn't uh, even when, think of that. I That's what, if, that. if true, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah, CT, I, to, per your Supergirl question, I don't know. Um, and the reason I don't know an answer to that is because we don't really know what Derek Powell was. Right. I yeah, know. Whether he was a Kryptonian, whether there is some sort of bottle thing going on with that whole asset that edge picked up when was it six years earlier what was that yeah six years ago six years yeah. ago when, when little sophie was in a pod no you're and, going down that road again and i'd rather you not all right well she was wearing a cowboy hat uh this week and let's just say she was trying to blend in <laughs> you know speaking who, of blending you know in, who else wears a cowboy hat <laughs> gus and superman three where's the connection uh where's mm. you know? Molded plastic molded, chairs. Molded plastic chairs. chairs. As did Brad. I kind of, I kind of, the Superman 3 lover in me wishes Kyle was named Brad. I mean, he For was any a braver man. He was a drunk. Well, yes, that, that, then he, then we could have a conduit episode. But <laughs> conduit, the, Captain. the, the, um, I mean, he was in love with Lana. I mean, that, make him Brad. Yeah, everybody on Smallville was in love with Lana. So yeah. Any yeah. number of people. Yeah, yeah, make him Tina Greer. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. Whitney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hey, absolutely. Hey, uh, Derek, if you're ever back on social media, can you put in your bio, Superman 3 lover? Absolutely. All right. Just just I, that. I am a That's Superman it. 3 apologist. If, <laughs> yes, make your handle Superman 3 apologist. Now that we're, now that we're a year into this uh pandemic uh it's it's my turn for a for a birthday live read and <laughs> superman three it is i'm ready let's go would you like to be richard Pryor? no <laughs> no nope. i don't think 2021 is the year for that i don't think you don't think you don't think you should be gus gorman no, really i don't think so at all do you want to be the lady who gets <laughs> i will absolutely be fake brainiac yes i would i would love that <laughs> is that it for this one is that uh, you, you have the email box in front of you? Yeah, that's it for uh, emails. Is that for it for the episode? Uh, well, we have our plugs to do where we have to say thank you to Craig for joining us. Absolutely. And thank you for yeah. having me on. Anytime. This is a great show. Um, great podcast, but also Super and Lois is a great well, show. Well, we really hope this Krypton site thing takes off one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> as, as somebody. I just need people to realize it still exists. <laughs> <laughs> who could who could be watching Superman and Lois that loves Smallville and doesn't know that Krypton site is still around and still the best source 
uh, of news uh, on on a week to week basis for the show. Um, I mean, it, it takes me back when I go on the website. I mean, it's it's full on. When I pull it up, it's two thousand five <laughs> for me all over again. I paid Derek to say that. Yeah, checks in the mail. No, it really does. I mean, you know, that was like season three ish of Smallville. Quarter in the drop. I mean, quarter in the jar. Oh. I mean, that was when I was, or season two. I mean, I like I was had memorized Kryptonian and uh, the alphabet and all that stuff. But I was I was in the forums, man. I was I was. When did we engaged. first meet at the Glover Alzheimer's Walk? Summer between season five and season six. Okay, I didn't know he did it that many years. You I could be right. I think. <clears throat> Is that the first time we met? In, yeah, in, in person. Maryland? Okay, all right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, God, that's a lifetime ago. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yes, please, CryptonSite.com. In it was El- still before Alex Garfin was born. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's not saying much. <laughs> I think 9-11 was before Alex was born, wasn't it? <laughs> I think 9-11 is around when Jordan Elsass was born. Mm. And I'm not joking. So, I think he was born a month before Smallville. So right around, around the pilot, I was going to say. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane to me to think of. God. Well, I'm they old. were babies last year. so They were. Well, and there was only one of them at that. Asha, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's Boys? Even, that's even crazier. Boys? Boys? <laughs> Boys? Uh, so, yes, CryptonSlot.com, K-Site TV, and all of the fantastic shows. I keep telling Craig he needs to start a Cobra Kai website. Robin, I'm behind on the show. You push him toward that a little bit? Uh, it is an awesome show. It, it is, is a good awesome show. show. It's a great show, actually. Awesome and the movie's better. Just saying. <laughs> uh, so you can find we us knew who the bad guys were in that show. In that you movie. can find us online, Superman TV talk.com and at Superman TV talk on Twitter. Now I hear the mighty ducks are bad guys. Now, come on, you know, don't, don't, I gotta, I can't stay up well, all night to watch that, but on Captain Luther's world, Superman's a bad guy. That's true. Mm. He probably also snapped Zod's neck and just stood there when his dad got taken away in a tornado. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know that rule of thing. We said he we weren't. Go- we said we weren't going to go down that road, but you guys keep <laughs> pulling at that thread a little bit, don't you? No, I, I, I think it would be really ridiculous if a movie ever did that. I don't think it would ever really happen. <laughs> I, I agree. That was a bad time to take a drink. Anyway, uh, at Superman TV Talk on Twitter and at Startville's House of L on Startville plural singular at Starkville House of L on Instagram. Um, Frank will be back next week with Supergirl TV talk. Frank will return in in (laughs) Supergirl TV talk. Wanda Maximoff will return in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see how that plays out given how Supergirl's last season ended with COVID, the very abrupt ending and and seeing how, and, and obviously that trailer was, Heck of a trailer, huh? Uh, yeah, but seemed very focused on one scene. One scene, uh, <laughs> seemingly. We've got Lex. We've got Lex. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> we. <laughs> hey, I'd show him off too. Cryer is killing <laughs> yeah. it all the time there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you are uh, not sticking around to hear about spoilers for an episode that airs two months from now, uh, we will see you <laughs> when we return. But uh, if you are, check us out after the music. We'll be talking. About episode 106, I've already forgotten the name of it. 
Smells like teen smells spirit. Smells like teen spirit. You are correct, sir. Craig, thank you for joining us again. Thanks again for having me. Bye, everybody. We're always, We're always around. around. Clearly not. <laughs> if we need to find we'll be... all you have to do is look up. Uh, <laughs> everybody looks up. <laughs>
in the woods and i think it's made to look like the guy's drawing a weapon on jordan but i assume that's probably uh him talking down tag uh yeah. in the woods really that's a little bit of a bait and switch i don't know but it, the trailer mm-hmm. does remind us that you won't be seeing anything that happens until tuesday may 18th because that is when the show returns so what happens on may 18th to supergirl does it then go on hiatus how, how it goes that? on hiatus and then once superman and lois is done with their 10 weeks supergirl will return for its last 13 episodes i believe mm-hmm. interesting keep okay. frank busy that's, yeah, that's... so there'll be. I mean, there's going to be new <laughs> new super content until like September, and then the new season will be starting, or until I die, whichever <laughs> comes first. Yeah. Till if Supergirl's ending could match right up with the beginning of Superman and Lois' second season, I mean, I think that's what we all need. Well, that's when my podcast sabbatical begins. <laughs> that's when the drinking commences. <laughs> well, what I'd like to see is. Because I kind of like the universe feeling separate on Superman and Lois, as I've said. But I would like to see, like, Tyler and Bitsy on Supergirl before it's done. That would be nice. That would be nice. Even if it's just to see her off as she goes into the future with Mon-El or something. Is that the general consensus? That's kind of what I assumed that they were going to do. I I feel like they're going to have to take her off the board or we'll just expect to see her every week. Yeah. 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 Uh, more going on in this episode. We see Edge and Lar standing outside the mines. We see Lois inside the mines uh, in a hard hat. And it looks like she has discovered the ex-Kryptonite. So that will be interesting. We also heard her tell the line that something sinister is going on here. And you would think she would be telling that to Clark or Chrissy, but she's actually telling it to Lana, of all people. So hmm. that is interesting as well. Um. That's most of it. It's a pretty quick trailer, a lot of flashes, but yes, mostly reminding you that uh, no new episodes for a while, which is just hard to fathom. But hang on okay. tight, they say. Yeah, hang on tight for two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we know when when Diggle is showing up, when, when all that's going down, Craig? All we know is that he's directing episode seven. Seven. And I do not know if that's when he's showing up. And I would assume his appearance would be in the first 13 if they thought they only had 13. Right. Episode 7 is Man of Steel, too. That's the one that's called Man of Steel? Well, yeah. that's not confirmed yet. Oh, really? Uh, no. Okay. That's because I know one of the Flash titles that came out recently was not accurate. And, of course, this episode was originally known as The Beacon. Right. So, I mean, it could be, but it's not confirmed yet, which is why I have not posted it. If you didn't see it on Krypton side, <laughs> not real, except not for real. April first. Except when, for April first. Yeah, you're screwed. Well, yeah. real. I, you know, we've got this covered. Accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd still buy into Krypton side on April first before I bought into anything on we've got I mean, covered the other. You three go through the Krypton side <laughs> archives, and I've been right a couple times. I even said Ezra Miller would be in Crisis, and I was joking. You, uh, you. That's been, right. Yeah, you, you have definitely over the years pulled out uh, a few that that came to fruition definitely uh so yeah that's uh that's where we're at and it's gonna be a little while i'm not saying we won't have an episode in between i feel like knowing us we'll surely make something happen um with or without i'll have frank. seven or eight yeah frank frank's busy um but we'll we'll definitely uh be back at some point before uh may 18th um which just seems like a crazy uh time to even say right now but then i remember march of last year seems like three weeks ago so 
All that to yep. say. Thank you again, Craig. It feels like it should be season finale time. Yeah, it does. Thank you again, Craig, for joining us. We appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me. Robin, thank Good you for you. joining us. Oh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. We appreciate your 87 pages of notes. <laughs> I'll be back for more math. <laughs> Next time. Gadget. Next time. <laughs>